Hello, hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Christian Homegirl Podcast. My name is Symphony and I'm officially your Christian Homegirl here to take this walk with Christ with you, period. You guys, first and foremost, I want to say I recorded this episode last week on the 20th of February and I don't really know what happened to it, but this episode was just too good not to re-record so we back at it again, period. So y'all, today's episode, if you hear me clicking my mouse, I'm trying to make sure I'm not yelling in y'all's ear, okay? Um, so I got, the epi- I got the idea for this podcast episode when I was on TikTok, and I was scrolling through TikTok, and y'all, literally everybody was talking about the book of Ezra, so I'm like, okay, I gotta read Ezra and see what, what it's talking about, what is it hidden for, because now I feel like I'm missing out on something because I ain't never read it before. So I read... Ezra chapter 1 verse 1 I said oh this is finna be a word this is finna be a word (laughs) so that is how the idea for this word came about so I'm gonna go ahead and pray and we're gonna get into it dear heavenly father lord god I thank you for this day god I thank you for this podcast episode that you've given me lord I pray that you would decrease me and increase you in every single way whatever you want to say to your people I pray that you would have your way today I pray that you would allow someone to be blessed by this podcast and I pray that those who listen will not be the same once this podcast ends I pray that this word will will plant a seed that will affect change in Jesus name I pray amen and amen so y'all let me tell y'all before we get into the podcast episode last week when I was about to record this podcast episode I had the song a lovely night stuck in my head and if you've ever seen the Cinderella movie the one with Brandy um you know that is the song she sings after they all come home from the ball and blah 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 um then before I started recording it just now I had the song it's from one of the high school musicals I don't know which one but it's like are you ready for the night of nights I think it's the third one I think it is the third one is that the one where they go to prom I think so anyway so I'm like Lord what are you trying to tell me first you had me singing a lovely night now you now you got me singing are you ready am I ready yes I'm ready like I'm ready come on it's like I'm just kidding y'all okay so anyways to the podcast episode so this podcast episode is going to be called show me the receipts because if you read if you never read the book of Ezra let me tell you read the book of Ezra you know why this podcast episode is titled this okay so we're going to start at Ezra chapter 1 verse 1 and it says now in the and I'm reading from the new King James version Most of my scriptures are going to be New King James until the end when I read Isaiah 60 and 22. I read that in the New Living Translation. So, just wanted to put that out there real quick. So, Ezra 1 verse 1. It says, Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled. The Lord stirred up the the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, so that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and also put it in writing saying. So the part about that that stood out to me most was it says, and also put it in writing. So the king could have just gave this proclamation and went on about his day, like could have had his gestures go out and be like, hear ye, hear ye, King Cyrus of Persia said this. 
Um, but no, he had to make sure it was written down. And when I read that, I instantly thought of Habakkuk 2, 2 and 3. It says, then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait, because surely it will come. It will not tarry. So I was like, okay, so knowing what I know Habakkuk 2, 2, and 3 says, I just had a feeling that, like, this applied. Like, the the word, the proclamation that was written down was not going to be, like, for this moment when it was given. Um, And I'm going to read it. I'm going to read um, Ezra 1, 2 through 4. Um, and yes, so it says, thus, this, thus says Cyrus, king of Persia, all the kingdoms of the earth, the Lord God of heaven has given me, and he has commanded me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Verse three, who is among you of all his people? May his God be with him and let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and build the house of the Lord God of Israel. And in parentheses, it says he is God, which is in Jerusalem. Verse number four. And whoever is left in any place where he dwells, let the men of his place help him with silver and gold, with goods and livestock, besides the free will offering of the house of God, which is in Jerusalem. So basically, the king, Cyrus, king of Persia, said, the Lord has put it on my heart to build him a house in Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and those who worship God should go and build it, and whoever dwells in the place where they build should help him, help them who build, so give them gold, silver, food, you know, whatever they need to do what they need to do and get what they need to do done okay period so we're gonna go to Ezra chapter 4 and this portion is titled resistance to building the temple um so I'm going to start at verse 1 and I'm gonna read to verse 5 so it says now when the adversaries of Judah and Benjamin heard that the descendants of the captivity were the descendants of captivity were building the temple of the Lord God of Israel. They came to Zerubbabel in the head of the father's house and said to them, let us build with you for we seek your God as you do. And we have sacrificed to him since the days of Eshrahadon, that's going to be his name today, king of Assyria, who brought us here. Verse number three. But Zerubbabel and Jeshua and the rest of the heads of the father's house of Israel said to them, You may do nothing with us to build a house for our God, but we alone will build to the Lord God of Israel as King Cyrus, the king of Persia, has commanded us. Verse number four. Then the people of the land tried to discourage the people of Judah. They troubled them in building, verse number five, and hired counselors against them to frustrate their purpose all the days of Cyrus, king of Persia, even until the reign of Darius, of Darius, king of Persia. So when the Lord has set you on a journey, you can't allow anyone to come with you. Or even if you're just cultivating your relationship with God, you're just starting a relationship with God, you have to be very selective about who you're around or better yet, 
you have to be selective about who you allow to be around you because the things you hear and see and expose yourself to, whether you know it or not, can influence your spirit. People will go the distance to destroy what they can't be a part of or better yet, what they simply just don't understand. And I'm just going to sum up what I just read from the Bible. Basically, people who was hating from outside the club tried to get in. And the people who was in VIP was like, mm, mm, mm. and they got mad and was back to hating from outside the club. So since they couldn't get in the club, they had to get, you know, other people to help them hate. Because, you know, when two people don't like you, they're not really friends. They just hate the same. <laughs> and the only thing they have in common is the fact that they don't really like you. So that is what was going on. They said, let us build with you for we seek your God as you do. If you was really seeking him, it would have been our, it would have been giving our, but you said your, and you said it right. He is my God. You don't worship him like I do. You don't seek him like I do. So you're right. He is my God. And for that reason, we don't need no help. Continue to be outside of the club, period. Okay. So now we're going to go to Ezra chapter four, verse 19 through 21. Now, y'all, I really got that song stuck in my head. So, this portion is titled, Rebuilding of Jerusalem Opposed. And I'm pretty sure, just by that title, y'all know what's finna go down. Finna go down. Where is verse 19, child? Okay. So, we're gonna start at, um... Well, let me give y'all like a little rundown of what's going on. So, King Cyrus of Persia is no longer the king. Homie has, rest in peace, you know, pour it out for the homie or whatever. Pour out some water for the homie. Y'all don't be trying to cancel me, okay? So, now we have King Artaxerxes reigning over um, Persia. And the same people who was hating outside of the club, they had to hurry up and get to King Artaxerxes. They was like, listen... Um, let it be known that the Jews who came up from Jerusalem are building a rebellious, evil city and finishing its walls and repairing the foundation. Now, let it be known to the king that when they finish building what they're building, they're not going to pay tax. They're not going to pay tribute. They're not going to pay customs. And the king's treasury will be diminished. And then they tried to summit. They really tried to make it seem like they was looking out for the king because this is verse number 14. Or is it 14? Yes. Okay, so if you wonder what I'm reading, I'm reading Ezra verse 12 through uh, 15 is what I'm about to read or sum it up for y'all. So they tried to make it seem like they was looking out for the king. So it says now because we received a report from the palace, it just wasn't right for us to see the king dishonored. So we feel like you should look into that. And so, you know, like what they really about. So, you know, King Artaxerxes, you know, he he looked into it because he was like, you know, ain't nobody finna be catching me off guard, you know. He's just trying to have a smooth reign, you know? That's what he's trying to do. So he went and looked through it or whatever. And um, this is what the king had to say back to them who told him to go check the receipts. So it's verse 17. We're going to start at 17, not 19. 17. The king sent an answer to Rehum, the commander, excuse me, to Shimshai, the scribe, to the rest of their companions who dwell in Samaria, into the remainder beyond the river peace and so forth the letter which you sent to us has been clearly read before me and i give you and i give the command 
and I gave the command, excuse me, and a search has been made. And it was found that this city in former times has revolted against kings and rebellion and sedition have been fostered in it. Verse number 20. There have also been mighty kings over Jerusalem who have ruled over, over all the region beyond the river and tax tribute and customs were paid. Now give them the command to make these men cease that the city may not be built until the command is given by me. So basically, um, because, you know, there was big hating from outside the club. And, you know, since they got to King Artaxerxes first, he was like, okay, yeah, y'all right. I see what y'all talking about. You know, they was a little rebellious, you know, whatever. So we're just going to go ahead and kill it, cut it real quick. And what I have written down in my notes for that is your enemy may take steps to delay you. And the, and the delay may even be successful. And however, although the delay didn't come from God, we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. And that's Romans 8.28. So even when the enemy tries to delay you, he, he can press pause, but he can't press stop. And if you've ever seen a DVD player, the pause and the stop button are completely different. I believe the pause buttons are two lines and the stop button is a square. He can hit those two lines, but one thing the enemy could never, could never, would never, I mean, he might try, but could never hit is that little square button, okay? You could hit the little two lines all you want, but the enemy knows his place and he knows that his finger shall not ever come near the stop button when it comes to a child of God, period, okay? So now we're going to go to Ezra chapter 4, verse 23. It says, I just read that, didn't I? Oh, no, I didn't. It says, now when the copy of King Artaxerxes' letter was read before Rehum, Shimshai, the scribe, and their companions, they went up in haste to Jerusalem, Jerusalem against the Jews and by force of arms made them cease. Thus, the work of the house of God, which is at Jerusalem, ceased, and it was discontinued until the second year of the reign of Darius, king of Persia. So, when the, when the um, when the Jews was going through this, they probably thought like, dang, they really stopped us from like doing what we're supposed to be doing for God. And you know, this is me reading this in 2022. But however many years ago this happened, they couldn't see like. It's only discontinued until it it wasn't say it was discontinued, period. The sentence continues. It says discontinued until the second year of the reign of Darius the king. So like your story is not over. It doesn't matter what 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 um attacks the enemy has thrown at you. Boo, tomatoes, tomatoes, tomatoes. I'm throwing tomatoes because we're not stopping. You may have put us on pause, and yeah, the pause is really annoying because now you feel like dang, I can't even move forward. Well, don't feel like that. You know, you're supposed to speak life, even when situations look bad. But you feeling like, dang, you know, this is not really looking how it's supposed to look. In those times, you need to regroup. You need to seek the Lord. You need to fast and be like, okay, Lord, the enemy may have put me on pause. But when you press that play button, I need to know what the playbook is looking like. Like, what are we finna do? Sorry, y'all. I have so many background noises today. I'm sorry. Um, he, you need to go to God and be like, okay, the enemy may have put me on pause, but what's next? Cause this pause don't last forever. This pause is not going to be here forever. So as soon as I get off pause, I need the playbook. I need to know what plays we finna be running. And I, I know I need to be on defense and I know I need to be on offense too. Cause the enemy may be coming from whichever side, but just tell me what's the play. What's the next play? What's the next play? Go to God and be like, what's the next play? Okay. 
And your enemies may think they have won because the delay was successful. But let me tell you, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, can nobody stop what God has put in motion, okay? The Bible says that what door God closes, no man can open. And what door God opens, no man can close. Period. So, ciao. Anyway, so we're going to go on to Ezra chapter 5. And we're going to start at verse 1. And it said, this portion is titled Restoration of the Temple Resumed because the pause wasn't really stopping nothing. So it says, then the prophet Haggai and Zechariah, the son of Edu, prophets prophesied to the Jews who were in Judah and Jerusalem in the name of the God of Israel who was over them. Verse number two. So Zerubbabel, the son of Shittil, and Jeshua, the son of Josedak, rose up. And began to build the house of God, which is in Jerusalem. And the prophets of God were with them, helping them. Right? So, you know, God, once God take you on pause, you got to hit the ground running. You got to be back on what he told you to be back on. But you got to remember, when God tells you to try again, your enemies aren't going to stop. When they see you trying again, they sure enough is going to try again. And um, when I was writing out my notes for this podcast, I thought of this word that was prophesied to me. One of my friends, um, my mom's intercessory, intercessory, intercessor team, they have prayer every Monday night. And my friend who I used to dance in church with, she was praying this night. And I remember I asked for prayer. I mean, I was going to ask for prayer regardless of who was praying, but she just happened to be praying this night. And after she prayed for me, she was like, you know, I don't really know why, but I just keep hearing the word help, like help, help, help. The Lord is saying help, help is on the way. And I really feel like that word may be for somebody else too, because when the Lord gave it to me, he confirmed it like, just like that, like within the hour, I want to say. And so I don't know who needs to hear this, but when the time is right, God is going to send help and nobody is going to be able to put you on pause. Nobody is going to be able to stand in your way because you and the help you need, first of all, the help you need is going to have your follow-up. So even when you feel weak, they're going to keep pushing you. They're going to keep pushing you and they're going to cover you in prayer. They're going to intercede for you and all that. So whatever the enemy tries to do when you try again, it's not going to work, period. So now we're going to jump down to verse uh, I have 11 and 17 in my notes, but I feel like it's before that. Okay, nope, verse 11. So now the Jews have gone to King Darius because they like, listen, listen, God has made a way for us to start again. And we're not going to let nobody stop us or pause us again. So you know what? We got to get to King Darius first, period. So actually, we're going to start at verse 8. Seven, they sent a letter to him in which was written thus to Darius the king, all peace. Let it be known to the king that we went into the province of Judea to the temple of the great God, which is being built with heavy stones and timber is being laid in the walls. And this work goes on diligently and prospers in their hands. Then we asked those elders in spoke thus to them who commanded you to build this temple and to finish these walls verse 10 we also asked them their name to inform you that we might write names of the men excuse me who were chief among them verse 11 and thus they returned and answer 
returned to us in answer saying, we are the, we are the servants of the God of heaven and earth. And we are rebuilding the temple that was built many years ago, which a great king of Israel built and completed. Verse 12, but because our fathers provoked the God of heaven to wrath, he gave them into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, the Chaldean who destroyed this temple and carried away and carried the people away to Babylon. Excuse me, verse number 13. However, in the first year of Cyrus, king of Babylon, King Cyrus issued a decree to build this house of God, verse 14. Also, the gold and silver articles of the house of God, which Nebuchadnezzar had taken from the temple that was in Jerusalem and was carried into the temple of Babylon, those King Cyrus took from the temple of Babylon and they were given to one named Sheshbazar, whom he made governor. And he said to him, take these articles, go, carry them to the temple site that is in Jerusalem and let the house of God be rebuilt on its former site. Verse number 16, then the same Sheshabar came and laid the foundation of the house of God, which is in Jerusalem. But from that time, even until now, it has been under construction and is not finished. Verse 17, it says, now, therefore, if it seems good to the king, let a search be made in the king's treasure house, which is there in Babylon, whether it is so that a decree was issued by King Cyrus to build this house of God at Jerusalem and let the king send us his pleasure concerning this matter. So basically, to sum up what I just read, they basically said, we're going to need you to check them receipts, okay? Because we got the okay to do this and we're going to do it. And you need to know that we we already we already got the okay to do this. They said... If it seems good to the king, let a search be made. Go look for the receipts, okay? Sometimes God has given us so many promises and we've written so much stuff down that we got to go through what we have to find the receipts. So find me the receipts and look at what it says. And then after you read it, send us your pleasure concerning this matter. Let us know what you think about what was written down. And just, just get back to us on it, okay? If you could just get back to, back to us on it, that would be great. So if you're listening to this on YouTube... Or you listen to it on Spotify, Apple, whatever. Drop me a comment somewhere and just say, show me the receipts. Period. Okay? All caps. Exclamation points. And if you if you got a receipt emoji, drop it too. <laughs> Period. So I have Ezra 6, 1 through 12 written down. Um, so we're going to read it. The decree of King Darius. Actually, we're going to start at verse number 3. It says, in the first year of King Cyrus, King Cyrus issued a decree dis, dis, mm, too excited concerning the house of God at Jerusalem. Let a house be rebuilt, the place where they offer sacrifices, and let the foundations of it be firmly laid. Its height, 60 cubits, and its width, 60 cubits, and three rows of heavy stone and one row of new timber. Let the expenses be paid from the king's treasury. So not only did we did they have the okay to build a temple to God, it was going to be funded by not them. Okay? You know what's better than cheap free. <laughs> okay? Period. So in verse 5, it says, Also, let the gold and silver articles of the house of God, which 
Nebuchadnezzar took from the temple which is in Jerusalem and brought to Babylon be restored mm, something about that word restored just do something to me and take back to the temple which is in Jerusalem each to his place and deposit them in the house of God I don't know who needs to be here I don't know who needs to hear this but whatever was stolen from you God is about to restore it okay what the thief has stolen God is about to restore and one thing about God he he ain't ever gonna let nobody out give him I don't know who needs to hear that but anyway verse number six <laughs> now therefore Tetanai governor of the region beyond the river and Shethar Boznai and your companions the Persians who are beyond the river keep yourselves far from there let the work of this house of God alone. Let the governor of the Jews and the elder of the Jews build this house of God on its side. He said, leave them alone. Y'all is really hating from outside the club. Let them alone. <sighs> it's giving big hater. Verse number eight, it says, moreover, I issue a decree as to what you shall do for the elders of those Jews for the rebuilding of this house of God. Let the cost be paid at the king's expense from taxes on the region and beyond the river. This is to be given immediately to these men so that they are not hindered. He said, don't wait. <laughs> don't wait. Yeah, do it now. I know. Don't wait. Yeah, what you stole, go ahead. Yeah, give it back. And don't wait. Expeditiously. We need it right now. Okay? I need it right now. Okay? Verse number nine, it says, And whatever they need, young bulls, rams, lambs, for burnt offerings of the God of heaven, wheat, salt, wine, oil, according to the request, request of the priests who are in Jerusalem, let it be given to them day by day without fail. He said consistency is the name of the game. Whatever they need, you give it. And whenever they ask, you give it. That When they need what they need, you give it. You don't wait immediately, expeditiously. You do it. You don't wait. Don't even think about it. Just here you go. Verse number 10, that they may offer sacrifices of sweet aroma to the God of heaven and pray for the life of the king and his sons. So let me tell y'all, that was verse 10. I may as well go ahead and read. Uh, 11 and 12 also i issue a decree that whoever alters this edict let timber be pulled from his house and erected and let him be hanged on it and let his house be made a refuse heap because of this he said listen you can do it or you cannot but whoever decides they don't wanna these are the consequences and, and but he said this is just what what I'm saying is going to be done. But in verse 12, he says, And may the God who causes his name to dwell there destroy any king or people who put their hand to alter it or to destroy this house of God, which is in Jerusalem. I, Darius, issue a decree. Let it be done diligently. Period. He said, I said what I said. I meant what I said and get to moving. He said, I ain't stutter. I said what I said. Now go get on that. Take care of it. Do what you need to do. Whatever it is, go do it. So, this is why it's so important. When God gives you an idea, a word, a promise, it's so important to take record of it. Because sometimes we may face opposition. And it's imperative that you have receipts to be shown. You know, if God gave you a promise and you feel like you don't know what's going on, nothing is looking right, you you can go back to that 
receipt and be like, Lord, you said this and you are not a man that you should lie, nor are you the son of man that you have to repent. So I'm holding you to your word. I believe that you're going to do exactly what you told me you would do. You know, keep your receipts, even, you know, if it's goals that you have and God has given you the okay, you know, just be like, Lord, you know, I didn't forget what you said. And the Bible says you wouldn't leave me nor forsake me. And I stand on that. Stand on what the Lord told you. Don't be scary. He didn't tell you for no reason. He didn't tell you for no reason. So just do do not be afraid to stand on the word of God. And do not be afraid to remind God of what he said. Like, look, Lord, you said this. And I remember what you said. And you're not a man that you should lie. So I'm believing that this is going to happen. Excuse me, no matter what is going on around me, I believe that what you said is going to come to pass. The Bible says that the word of the Lord will not return to him void, period. And it won't. It didn't it didn't return to him void when it was happening in that time. It and it won't return to void to him now. The same God that's in the Bible is the same God we have today. It's still going to he's still going to be the same God tomorrow. And the day after that, and the day after that, okay? And an example of, you know, having record of the promise, and unfortunately, this wasn't something that I could have been prepared to write down, but I always remembered it, and I never let myself forget. So, on September 29th of 2019, it was prophesied to me that I would be successful in the beauty industry, and at the time, I was doing hair and the management at my company that I worked for, they were basically like, you know, this is as far as you're going to go. You know, you're not going to move up in this company. So assistant manager is what it will be. And so I was like, Lord, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what you want me to do with this. And um, that was in September of 2019. In March of 2020, I got my um, certificate to do lash extensions. I was already a licensed cosmetologist. So you know, they really went hand in hand and no, no matter what my situation looks like. And, you know, I, I'll be the first to admit that, you know, business is not looking successful, but the Lord said it would be. So I'm going to keep holding him to that word. And I just want to remind someone who, who is waiting for the promise of Isaiah 60 and 22. It says the smallest family will become a thousand people and the tiniest group will become a mighty nation. And at the right time, I, the Lord will make it happen. So, you know, you have, there's a lot of preparation that goes into getting ready for the promise. You know, God has to prepare the promise and, you know, he does that, but then he has to prepare you. And I don't know if y'all realize, but God trying to prepare us is really hard. Well, let me speak for myself. God trying to prepare me is really hard because it's like, I feel like I'm making so much progress. I'm seeking the Lord. I'm reading my Bible. I'm praying and, you know, I'm interceding on people's behalf. I'm making sure I'm tithing. I'm giving, you know. I'm trying to actively, this is like the first time I've ever did this in real life, but like I'm actively living, trying to live a life that's pleasing to God. And so it's so easy for me to get discouraged because it's like, dang, I feel like, no, I'm not saying I'm perfect because the Bible says if a man says he doesn't sin, he's lied to himself. So like, I know that I sin, but I'm, I'm not living a life of actively living in sin. So I'm actively trying to live a life that's pleasing to you. So I'm like, Lord, I don't even know where to go from here, but I keep reminding myself, the Lord said this, this is not something that I said to myself. I can, I can tell y'all exactly what happened that day that that word was prophesied to me. They don't know my God because now I'm a business owner and no, my business may not be successful yet, 
But the Bible says at the right time, the Lord will make it happen. And I feel like there are a lot of things the Lord had to pull out of me, you know. Those, that year and a half, I didn't have a job. I have became very lazy. I didn't have a routine. I was just waking up and taking the days as they came. And um, there are a lot of promises that God is preparing me for, you know, marriage and being a business owner and building a brand and it just it's a lot that goes into it and it's very 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 easy to get discouraged coming from someone who has been there been discouraged time and time again um but the lord is not a man that he should lie and whatever he spoke out of his mouth it will come to pass and can't nobody convince me or tell me otherwise because i know my god he made me he created me he woke me up this morning he breathed the breath of life into my body and he gave me the activity in my limbs over the night he kept me in my right mind so when i woke up i wasn't going crazy so you can't tell me nothing about my god okay i've seen him do the impossible time and time again and and after 23 years even when i walked away from him i knew god was was God I never questioned if God was God and I'll never question if God is God because he's proven to be God in my life time and time again and I'm so grateful I'm so thankful God has loved me so unconditionally and I'm so thankful and sometimes even the things that the Lord has me doing now I'm like Lord are you sure you want me to do that but he's like the old you has passed away we're doing a new thing do you not perceive it okay so I don't know who needs to hear that but Please let the guilt and shame go. The Lord has forgiven you. Forgive yourself and move forward in pressing forward and saving souls for the kingdom or whatever God has called you to do. So that is the end of this podcast. This the end got a little long. I started rambling a little bit, but it had to be said. So I'm going to go ahead and pray us out. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, I thank you for this podcast, Father God. I pray that somebody will be blessed by this. I pray that someone will begin to write down the promises and the visions and and the ideas that you have given them so that they don't fall on deaf ears that you know people will take you for your word and begin to walk out the process with you let your people let someone know by this podcast that perfection is not what you desire but just progressing and constantly putting in the effort to have a relationship with you father god i pray that you would cover your people listening to this podcast let no hurt harm or danger befall them or their dwelling father god i pray that you would allow your angels to war for them in the spirit keep them covered and send a hedge of protection around them until we come well no not until we come to the next podcast forever and ever (laughs) until you call them back home in jesus name i pray amen and amen i'll see y'all in the next one